Somebody sing unto the Lord a new song tonight. Come on. Sing unto the Lord a new song. We need your glory, Lord. Somebody sing unto the Lord a new song. We need your glory. everyone how's everyone doing today good evening i am standing attention today for today's stretch and um i just want everyone to give me feedback how's the sound can i be seen can i be heard how's everyone doing 
you can be seen and you can be heard. Amazing, 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 amazing. All right. Good evening, everyone. Good, good evening to our new people. Um, good evening to our old folks. Good, good evening to, um, I don't know, friendly faces that we have not seen in a while. I will not call your names, but um, it's good to have everyone in the house this evening. Um, my name is Shubi. And um, I'll be taking us in the word today. And this is like my most unspiritual word. Not because of the content of the word, but anytime I want to teach the word, I always like come from a place of prayer, like serious prayer. Like I'll be like praying and I'll be like, oh, it's five minutes of time and then I'll come on. But now I just finished having a meeting that has nothing to do with God. Okay, let me not say that it has nothing to do with God, but like it was a serious meeting and then I just jumped into the word. But, you know, what is inside you is inside you, regardless of where you're coming from. Get the vibe. All right. So um, I can't see anyone on Mixlack. I'm just on Zoom. So greetings to my Mixlack people. Um, I wish I could know who was here and who wasn't. Tell me, son, if you want to be, 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 be a darling and send me a screenshot of this mix-up picture, I can see everybody, that will be fine. If not, that's okay, you're doing too much already. Um, but our Zoom people, hi, Tutu, hi, Ife, hi, Ada. We haven't seen you in forever. It's so great. When I saw you, I was like, ah, this girl I was teaching today, she come to support the family business. Anyway, hi, Anike. You guys, Anike has been like such a great help in my life in this season of my life. So shower with love, love and plenty blessings. Actually, Anike Joy and um Tosin. So shower them with lots of love and lots of blessings. Ade Tutu. Is this my Ade Tutu? I don't know Ade Tutu. Play fine. Um, um hi Sarah. Hi Toyo Baby. Hi Fiona. Hi Adeshawa. <laughs> Is someone saying something? I'll say hi to you back now. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Hi, Fifi. Hi, Kikalomo. Hi, Adesha. I don't know what Adesha is. Adesha, I invited you. I know I'm seeing you for the first time, except I'm not really observant. But nice to meet you. Thank you for joining Stretch. Hi, Ike, my content creator. Um, hi, Iyanu. Hi, Joy. And hi, everyone. Welcome, 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 welcome to day two of stretch okay so let's launch right in the world as Demisa has still not sent me a screenshot of Mixla peeps so um let's pray Father in heaven we just say thank you for today we thank you for your love we thank you for your goodness we thank you for your grace we just thank you for how far you have brought us we thank you for how much you love us Lord today even as we go into your word today we just ask that your word will be living will be living we would we would learn from you and only you alone we would know the word from the throne of grace and not just like we're not just going to be having empty conversations you know how the bible speaks about how like you know the word of god can pierce the hearts of men we pray in the name of jesus that even as we hear these words it will not meet resistance in our hearts Lord. but lord god almighty that the hearts of men are made ready the hearts of men are ready to receive from you that this word does not just come with conviction but it also comes with enablement enablement to do all that you have called us to do and to be all that you have called us to be to the glory of your holy name in jesus mighty and blessed name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name. 
All right, guys. So the theme of Stretch 2024 is pursuit. And, and Pastor has done such an amazing job teaching us um, and starting off for us in like um, what our expectations should be and how we should you know, practice God's presence and how we should practice mindfulness in God's presence, you know, and, you know, how to remain focused. He talked to us yesterday about Psalm and how, like, David was like, God, you are my God. And he talked to us about how, like, don't just say, God, you are my God. You need to, you need to address the things that did not make God feel like your God in the first place. You know, he talked to us about how, like, we need to be very mindful when we're talking to scripture, when we're reading scripture, how, like, um, how, like, um, you know, what made Paul a man that said, um, that said that I am the chief of all sinners to just immediately change his mouth and say, no, now there's definitely no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, you know, what what makes a, a man have a strong conviction on a matter like this Jesus is not the real Jesus, this Jesus is not the Messiah, this Jesus is against God, this Jesus is not the real Jesus, and then all of a sudden he does like a complete 180 degree, and then he begins to claim, worship this Jesus, there's no other Jesus before him. What does a man like that know that makes him want to like um that 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 what, what does he encounter that makes him change his mind completely on something that he had previously held as the rule of his life so if you did not listen to yesterday's sermon we now have a book podcast we're now big girls and big boys it's year 2024 period so we have podcasts, Apple Podcasts. You can go back. You can go back to Mixler. We even shared the Zoom recordings every session. So you can go back, listen, listen to today's um, Fresh Dew as well. It was so eclectic. I don't even know what that word means, but I just felt like it was the right, words for, the right word for the time. Anyway, today we're going to be... Uh, we want Spotify, period. Uh, we have Spotify too as well. So anyone that needs it can go to Spotify as well. Okay. So today we're going to be talking about the posture of pursuit. We're going to be talking about the posture of pursuit. And um, for the first time, I really was like, God, you are not going to send me without a word. You're not going to tell me, go and just be teaching and feel your lips. You will sit me down and you tell me what I want to say. And then maybe when I get there, you can now change it. But at least I'm not going to go unprepared. And God really came true for me. It's been a very long day for me already. I've spent like 12 hours up already as I am like this. But um, I'll start with this quote, right? Um, we're currently all supposed to, during the stretch time or during the stretch season, we're currently all supposed to study a book or read a book, The Pursuit of Purpose. And I came across this beautiful, um, this beautiful quote from Pastor Toza, A.W. Toza. And I'll just read it. It says that to have found God and still to pursue him is the soul's paradox of love. To have found God and to pursue him is the soul's paradox of love. And I know some of you are like, mm. if I say, explain what it means now, you don't know, but you say, mm. so why do you say? Mm? Um, so 
I sat down and I was just like thinking about these words, like to have found love, right? And yet, or to, to have found God rather, and still to pursue him is the soul's paradox of love. So I started breaking it down. What does paradox mean? Paradox means a contradiction, right? You know how like, have you ever seen all those people that are like, you know, there are different types of couples in this world. There are couples that, you know, they love each other. You don't have to do too much around you, but you just know they love each other. There are some people that if you're around them, you'll just be annoyed. Yeah, I love you. Uh, hug me. I miss you. Uh, da, da, da. You know, there are, they are, they are couples like that as well. And, um, you know, just it's just like how like someone should, let's say, husband and wife right that are living in the same house right and um maybe mommy works from home and daddy is a hybrid worker right and they um they slept in the same house on the same bed you know and daddy is going for work right and daddy is on the phone with mommy right and they talk all the way till he gets to work and then he gets to work oh babe i'll talk to you later bye 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 and during the day mommy is not texting daddy that ah i miss you so much i can't wait to have you as someone that's um as someone as someone that's um an outsider in their relationship let's say that's how your parents are You'd be like, you guys are so weird. You just saw him this morning. You just saw her this morning. You didn't travel. You legit have been on the phone all day. It's just like three hours of not talking and you miss him. Like he's coming back home. So it, being an outsider in that kind of situation is like weirdos. What are they doing, right? But that's kind of what AW2s are saying. That to have found God... And still, to pursue him is the soul's paradox of love. Because one would assume that when you find something, you don't need to pursue them. I don't know if other girls are well-behaved or if I'm the only girl as a bad girl. But when it comes to relationships, my favorite part of any relationship, right, is the pursuit, is the chase. Let me tell you people something. Secrets between me and you guys. I don't watch these American films. I only watch Korean drama. That's all I watch. And sometimes, right, when my my best, um, there's something they call it, um, I don't know. It's far from my head now. I can't remember. It starts from, see, is it Trump? Oh, I don't know. It's it's kind of like genres. Trump like should Trump. be Trump. Trump. Thank you. Thank you. This on the side, I just, I just, I just made her start watching it last week or last year. And she's now for me. She knows more than me. Anyway, um, yeah, my best joke is enemies to lovers, right? So if they were best friends and they became and they started dating, I am a, I don't want to. If they were childhood friends that reconnected, I don't want to. But if they were enemies, and they hated each other and they become, they, they fall in love. Oh, count me in. That's my, that's it. You see, the CEO to secretary drama, this, I love, 
I love those tropes, right? Because they will facilitate each other and you'll be like, will they, will they not, will they, will they not? And all of a sudden, one person starts saying, oh, she's not really that bad, you know? And then he starts saying, maybe I like her. No, I cannot like her, she's bad. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you're falling in love. We all know how it ends. You see, those 10 seasons, uh, not 10 seasons, 10 episodes of them trying to figure it out. Like, will they get together? Just love him. And all of a sudden, the boy now finally realizes. But when he realizes, he meets her with her best friend or with her ex. And he gets mad and he turns back. But she was not really with her ex. She was just breaking up with her and telling him that she loves another person. But he misunderstood. This is me at the screen. <gasps> but when they get in love and they start doing weird stuff, this is me at the screen. <sighs> Typical. And why, why am I saying this? I feel like personally, I don't know if it's just a me thing, but um, I think that my favorite part of things is always the chase. Because there is effort. There is effort. There is so much effort. There is so much intentionality. As pastor, sometimes I'll tell him, you don't love me again. Those days when I would say, don't call me this, this, this. You'll be begging me now. If I do something, you can be angry with me. I remember you before, but now you're a big boy. Why would you, now you're, you're telling me, she'll be, no. Those days, if I say, I don't like that. It's, how would you like? But now, over, over familiarity, they don't give me ring. So, why am I saying this? What Pastor Toza was saying is that some people think that once you have found something, there is no need to pursue that thing because it's already yours. And that's why most of our mothers are frustrated because your father, your father, when he met me, he used to sing songs every day. He would wake up early. He would come in front of my house. He would walk me. But now, daddy doesn't even say I love you back when they say I love you. Why? Because I don't get him. So, you know, it, it, it feeds that phrase of men are hunters. Once they hunt you, that's the end. Don't hunt me and that's the end, though. The same energy that I expect you to apply to your relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ is the same energy I said that you apply with me. And what's that energy? Back to the quotes, right? To have found God and to still pursue him is the soul's paradox of love. So if you used to sing for me when you first met me, sing for me now. If you used to, if you used to write me love letter, when you first met me, write the love letter now. And also, we've removed that uh, spiritual relationship with God. God does not expect that because you are now saved, no, no more energy. I, I don't have to stress myself again. I don't find God. I don't find God. But no, he expects that even though he has been found, it should still be pursued. It is the expectation of God. So now, when... um. When a believer, like, your destination is not salvation. Salvation is your starting point. So it's not, I've received Jesus, I've received him, he's not the Lord of my life, he's not that. Now I can rest because I am going to heaven. Your work just started. 
that's level one. Level one is, yes, would you go out with me? Yes, I will go out with you. Okay, let's start going out. So when you and God now start going out, you need to start applying energy because he needs to know you. You need to know him, right? So we don't just stop at, I am saved, that is all. We continue in our pursuit. Now let's go into scripture. Um, Matthew 13, verse 44 to 46. Matthew 13, verse 44 to 46. Why didn't I charge my phone? Oh, should be. Matthew 13. So I'm reading from verse 44 to 46. I ain't like pastor. I read NIV, not NKJV. <laughs> there is a your jokes. Um, okay, so I'll read. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy, he went and sold all he had and brought and bought that field. Let's stop. That's crazy. The kingdom of heaven is like someone that found a treasure in a field. If some of you should find treasure in the field, eh, you go and start writing books. Oh, you know, I was working in plot 180 last night and I felt I saw something um, sparkly. And then when I saw something that was sparkly, I thought that it was a snake. But my spirit just said, go and check what it is. And then when I checked, I saw it was diamonds, expensive diamonds. And I was so thrilled. But I buried it back so that when anybody should pass, they will not know where it is. So what you do is that every day you'll be hiding, you'll be looking, you go, is it still there? It's still there. Okay, good. You will go back home. You won't do anything with it. But listen to this. This man found treasure, right? He hid it again. And some, do you know, do you know, some of us are like this. Some, some of us stop at this stage where you find treasure and you hide it again. Here, the kingdom of God is the one that is likened to treasure. So some of us find God. And we see the demands that require that, that he requires to have a faithful work with God. So we hide it again and say, we'll come back later. I'm not yet ready to stop um, clubbing. I'm not ready to stop partying. I'm not ready to leave my friends. So I'll come back at, at it later. When I'm like 50 years old, then I'll be ready. But this man did not just stop at hiding it. If you just read, oh, he hid it again. And you do not read further, you'd be like, okay, it's like everybody else. But you know what he did? The Bible says that when he hid it again, in his joy, he went and sold all that he had had and he bought that field. So this guy hid it again and he said, everything that I have, nothing I have compares to this one singular thing. I am willing to give it all up for the gaining of this particular treasure. So it's just like, you guys know what good ultimate search is, right? When um, one person wins, whoever wins this stuff, and everybody's like, oh, you have won, or you have found the treasure, let's go home. And he said, no, 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 no. I want to stay on this mountain. There is still more. Everybody look at him like, you are crazy. 
Why are you still waiting? You already won. You already found the treasure. That's exactly how this man is. They were like, so, so, so somebody can be like, you already know where the treasure is. You can always go there and get it. But he said, I don't want the treasure to be on borrowed property. I don't want the treasure to be something that I have to hide to, to, to go and see. I don't want the treasure to be something that I have insecurity around. I want to be able to say, I own the field that the treasure is. And I look and I assess all the things that I have. And all the things that I have, they compare in no way to this treasure. They compare in no way to this treasure. So what did he do? He sold all that he had. So all the reputation that he had with men. All the money that he had, all the hype that he had, he spread everything. He said nothing like this. Not, nothing else makes sense but this. He sold them and then he got this land. He sold them and he got this land. And, you know, this, this story now puts in perspective what Apostle Paul was talking about in Philippians chapter 3. And I actually want us to read it, but I want us to read it in amplified version. Philippians 3, I think we'll start from verse 7 to 11. Um, okay. All right. Um, Philippians 3 verse 7, let me read it. It says, but whatever former things were gained to me, as I thought then, these things once regarded as advancements in merit, I have come to consider as loss, absolutely worthless for the sake of Christ and the purpose of which he has given my life. But more than that, I count everything as loss compared to the priceless privilege and the supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus, of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, and of growing more deeply and thoroughly acquainted with him, a joy unequaled. For his sake, I have lost everything and I consider it all garbage, so that I may gain Christ and may be found in him, believing and relying on him, not having any righteousness of my own, of my own rather, derived from my obedience to the law and its rituals, but possessing that genuine righteousness which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith, and this so that I may know him experientially becoming more thoroughly acquainted with him, understanding the remarkable wonders of his person more completely, and in that same way, experience the power of his resurrection, which overflows and is active in believers, that I may share the fellowship of his sufferings, by continually, by, by being continually conformed, inwardly, inwardly, into his likeness, even to his death, dying as he did, so that I may attain to the resurrection that will raise me from the dead. So Paul said, before, I was a big boy. When people get mad, or when people, when, when, when people go low, I go lower. You guys know that phrase that we used to say, as if I'm in primary school. If you go low, I go lower. 
I match energy. If you don't come correct, then I will not come correct. Oshie, big girl, big boy, keep it up. And Paul was saying, before, it was street cred for me to not apologize to people that wronged me because I will stand on my ten toes and tell you that you wronged me, you should apologize. But now, upon knowing Christ, I count it all worthless. It is nothing. My reputation, my pride, not even my degree. I studied in the best university. I had the best tutor. I am well-learned. I am enriched in knowledge. But ever since I have known Christ, I count it all worthless for the excellency of knowing him. So it is just like this man that found treasure. And the Bible says that he, 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 he sold all that he had to buy that land because that treasure was far greater than all that he had. That is what knowing Jesus is. Forsaking everything all for the excellency of knowing him. And I, I'm so glad that, that, that Paul did not just say, I want to know God and he will tantalize me. He said, I will fellowship also in his suffering. Higher. That I know that knowing God, real, knowing God makes me understand that for me to be who I am, someone had to suffer for me. So now in return, as I know him, I understand that suffering is a part of my life. So I'm not just going to know the good parts of God. I'm not just going to know the you will get uh, one million dollars tomorrow. The suffering part too, I will know. Men will hate me part, I will know. Men will not want to be my friend again. That again, she does too much. Is she really safe? Da 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 da. Ah, she's always doing her nose. Da 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 da. Well done to you, ma. Answer. I regard it as nothing for the surpassing worth of knowing God. He regards it as nothing for the surpassing worth of knowing God. Many of us don't know. That the knowledge of God, for, 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 you, for you to be able to beat your chest and say, I know God, or I have God, or I carry God, or I belong to God, it's a privilege that not many can afford. And it's not because God does not want them to afford it. There are numerous factors why some people can never come into the knowledge of God. There are numerous factors. Let's not even go into that. But the fact that you can hear these things and you can understand them, you can hear spiritual matters and you don't go, yeah, shall it again? Why is he always suffering, suffering, suffering? You can never be good vice. That's why I can never be a Christian. The fact that you can, you can say, I'm giving tithes every Sunday. It's not, it's, not man, it's, not, it's not mandatory for me to do it. I'll just do it. Oh, my church is having a building project. I will give all my savings. I know I'm, that's not what I'm preaching. Let's do balance, right? The fact that you can do foolish things for God and you can understand the seemingly foolish instructions of God, it's a privilege that not many can afford. It's a privilege. Knowing God, it's a privilege. So when you when you commune with him and when you treat him like, or, or when, you, when you approach him rather, you don't, you don't treat him like he's one of those things. At, um, um, at all. <laughs> you know, you guys, you guys, most of us are, you know, university students or have been to university. You know, you write, when you reference things, when the name is too much, you put it out. 
God is not a town. God first. In fact, God only. God only, nothing else. He's not a tower. He's not an, an added to. He's not added credits. It should be all. It should be all. The commandment that God gave us was, love the Lord your God with all your mind, all your heart, all your soul, everything, all your strength. So if you don't say, if you do 95%, you are ready to go. Mm -mm. They said all. All. From beginning to the end. So everything that makes me or should me should love God. Everything that makes my soul my soul should love God. Everything that makes my heart my heart should love God. Everything that makes my strength my strength should love God. Everything that makes my spirit my spirit should love God. That is a commandment. It's not a suggestion. So our call is not to go halfway. It's not to put our hands to the plow and look back. Because what does the Bible say? Anyone that puts their hands on the plow and looks backward is unfit for the kingdom. So we are not called to go some way. We are called to go all the way. All the way to the very end. So once you meet God, be ready to give it all. Balance now. Would you be required to give it all on the first day? No. No, you wouldn't. Because God understands. God understands. If you meet, if you if you meet somebody now, I don't know why I'm talking about relationships. Anyway, let's go. Um, if you meet a man or a woman, right, and you you guys maybe you guys start dating or something, right? You you can form fact if somebody's your friend, you might not even know how bad they are. When you start dating the person, you'll be like, this guy chews weird. He chews so loud. You will not notice if the person is your friend. But when the person becomes your cup of tea, you start noticing silly, silly things like, have you always been biting your nails? I don't know about that. But like, you start seeing things that, it's be like someone puts like a microscope that you did not see before. And you're like, oh, why did I get myself into this? Then you will notice that this girl has attitude problems. She's easily angry. All these ones that she's always for me. I love you. God bless you, sister. Like, if you know her in Toto, you know that she actually has a... Like, she's, she can be malicious. You start seeing those things. If you are wise, it's not on the first day of your relationship. You want to start saying, you are not neat. Let me tell you, let me tell you something. You are not neat. This, your hair has been for five months. You are still not losing it. And I don't like how you draw your eyebrow. I don't like how you draw your eyebrow. Do you see Sister Shade's eyebrow? Sister Shade's eyebrow is arc. Why is your own straight, like, division table? And then, also, you laugh too much when boys are talking to you. I don't like... If you do that, what happens? You will kill our self-esteem and your relationship with disaster waiting to happen. What do you do? When we are into it, you start talking. Oh, this, I noticed. Boom. The other things, you can talk about it, but you might not really like um accentuate on it and say oh you must fix this now because everything is a process so that's why all the bad characters that you have now you had it when you first got saved some of them god said nothing about them until 2024 i remember the day that i heard that the first time i heard that um christians should not kiss in relationship ah i was so annoyed i didn't want a boyfriend though i don't know why i was annoyed <laughs> I was like, these people, they're so weird. What's there? What's the big deal? Blah, blah. Fam. And then 
I went back and it was tugging my spirits and tugging my spirits. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to address it with God. And God began to teach me things. And then I came into understanding. It wasn't the first day I became a believer that they told me that. Maybe they told me that from the first day. I was like, oh, keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it. Because me, I'm going to kiss my gay boyfriend. Maybe that's why God did not introduce that to me at that time. I don't know. So there are certain things or certain characters that we have, that we have always had, that God did not address until we, we got to a certain position. And because he knew that we did not have the maturity to handle such criticism. Let's never say criticism because God does not criticize such correction at that time. So when we had matured enough to handle it, God said, okay, let's talk about it. Um, you're kind of too jealous and you need to watch it. Oh God, but I'm not jealous. Anybody will feel that way. Eh, okay. Open scripture. You begin to it begins to reveal you to you. And then you realize, okay, maybe I am. Maybe, maybe I am too jealous. Why is Pastor saying yes? Even no, it's about me. I hope it's about something else I said, though. I'm not jealous. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, then God then, then God now like starts introducing things. It's just like a child. The first day a child is born, you don't make a mala and say, oh yeah, it's no matter how hard things are, <laughs> no matter how things are, even if things are very hard, if you still blend what you want to make, do you get? Because a child is not made to be able to congest those things. And that's why, that's why God takes his time. People are distracting me. Please, let me lift my iPad. Pastor, I did not shoot you. I just wanted to confirm. All right. Second thing. My second point, we are called to a life of active pursuits, right? And, you know, when you think of pursuits, you think of a target, you know, for somebody to be, um, for something to be called a pursuit, there should be a pursuer and there should be a pursuit, right? So sometimes, the pursuit is a moving target. Sometimes it's a stationary target. Do you understand what that means? Let me let me break it down. It seems like I'm I'm too ambiguous. Okay, so um, okay, perfect example. If you have ever been to an arcade, right? Um, and you know the hoops that you throw, like the basketball hoops, right? You know when when you first start at a point, right, the net will stay in one place like this. And then you have to be shooting, shooting. But as the levels advance, the net will start moving, right? It starts moving. And then now you can't just stay in one place again to be shooting the hoops. You need to be following the target to, to, to make the hoop, right? That's, that's what I mean when I say sometimes the pursuer or the, pur the pursuit, it's a moving target and sometimes it's a stationary target, right? We get that. So as believers, right, um, although God is constant, although God never moves, different seasons might feel differently in the life of different people. There are some times where you can literally look out and do like this. And you feel like, ooh, I just touched God. And sometimes you will look out, bring light, and you feel like, 
Where is God? And in those times, you have to rely on faith. My faith is all I have. Because the Bible says that he that was coming to him must believe that what he is, right? And he is a rewarder of they that diligently seek him. So another word that the Bible calls pursuit is seeking. So in the times where we feel like, oh, where is God? It's faith that will not make us say, you know what? Even though I don't feel like the Holy Ghost is here. What's that pastor's favorite song? You are here. You are here. Holy Ghost, I'm so glad you are here. You will just start speaking it. Oh, Holy Ghost, I thank you because I see you. I see you in my troubles. Oh, I see you in my frustration. Oh, Holy Ghost, I'm glad because you are here. You are always for me and you are never against me. I'm glad because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I thank you, Holy Ghost, because me and you can change the world. You know, you start making declarations like that until what is on sin because what is sin. Jonas, what I'm saying. You know, when the Bible says they, they, they call it things that be not as what they were. You know, sometimes eh, it's not because God is hidden, it's because we need more faith to see him. So when in those days where it feels like, oh, God cannot be seen, you will practice the things that you read in your word. You will practice it. People say um, from Malachi to Matthew. That God did not say any word for 600 years is a lie. I don't believe it. You know why I don't believe it? Because in the book of Luke, God, um, the Bible tells us about a prophetess called Anna that had been praying, right? And God, you know, the Bible says that she was a widow. And ever since her husband died seven years into my, she has been inside there, right? And, you know, she had been praying for the coming of the Messiah. I don't even know if she was the one that God told her that you will not die until you see the Messiah. I think it was the um, high priest that God said that to. So if God has not been talking to people until Jesus came, how did the woman know that Messiah was coming? How did the woman, how did the man know that um, uh, uh, you will not die until he sees the Messiah? God is always speaking. There's so many you know, there's so many, there's so many blockers that come at, there's so many doctrines that are blockers that we need to start dispelling. Anything that makes you feel like sometimes God is in you and sometimes God travels to America and is, okay, I don't know, Sha, wherever people say God goes to. Any, anything that, that, that was with the possibility of or, or, or that, that, that was with what scripture has made abundantly clear, what, what against it? Anything that contradicts what the Bible says, war against it. Because our feelings have this, this masking abilities to make us feel like this is the only reality. There's no other reality. So you get one rejection. Uh-huh. Thank you, Ada. It was Simeon. You get one rejection and you feel, oh my God, I'm so sad. And all of a sudden, you... you Nothing good has ever happened to you in your life. Uh, nothing good has ever happened to me in my life. Uh, they're always rejecting me. You just got one rejection. How does that define your entire life? How? You fail one course. I'm a failure. Why? For one course. And that shows you the dangers of letting your feelings preside over your reality. Your word, the word of God is my reality. Nothing else. You might be looking wavy. Mm, mm, things are shaking, things are shaking, things are shaking. Jesus was still sleeping. Oh, we're going to die. We're going to die. When they woke Jesus up, what did they say? Don't you care? Don't you care that we're going to die? What did Jesus say? 
Je dis aussi, ah, il faut avoir un modèle. C'est où il faut pas oublier son fait. This best you. That's what he said. If you had faith, even though the reality looks like this, if you had faith, you will see through the eyes of your spirit and you would know. <laughs> you will know that even though things are looking like this in the physical, it's the spiritual that matters. So you will legislate from the spirits. Oh Lord, I call, I call peace. No more storms. I call healing. No more sickness. I call provision. No more lack. I call happiness. I call joy. I call strength. I am enabled to pray. You, you, you start letting the spiritual preside over the physical, over the natural, because that is what we have called to do. We have been called to do, rather. That's the life of faith. You know, and um, I actually saw something very interesting today. And I think we should read it. First Corinthians 9. First Corinthians 9, read from verse 24 to 27. Um, okay, yes, um, I'm there. I want to read an IV. It says, <clears throat> Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that would not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and I make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Right? And here, um, this is Paul talking. And Pastor has told us that the certain words that you see, that you need to go and read what was said before, like, therefore, and now, this one starts with, do you not know? So the starting with, do you not know, shows us that he's telling them something that is very relatable to them, right? It's something that they know that he's using to teach them. Because he's saying, do you not know? And um, I read about, um, you know, the Corinthians and everything. And let me, let me not bore you with um, theological details, right? Let me just make it more relatable. Um, let's say they had something like the Olympics. It's not, it wasn't called the Olympics, right? But let's say they had something like the Olympics, right? And these people, you people that are in UK, you know how it is when it's football season, right? You know how crazy people get. They'll be drinking beer, screaming up and down. You can people, you understand how it is. So for them, soccer is not just like, oh, it's just the hobby, it's just the game. Like they will do anything for soccer. Some people, it will be snowing, they will still go and watch the game because that's how important it is to them. That's how the current church was. And um, so this is so that's it's playing into their cultural, I don't know. I don't want to say your secrets, but like basically it's just playing into their culture. It's trying to use their culture to teach scripture. So he's telling them that, like, you know how runners run? You know, you know, you know what it takes for someone to run. Apparently, you cannot enter into a race in those days if you don't have 
10 months of training. Actually, let me run. I think I wrote it down. Because I was like, I have to say this thing and I can't really be keeping this in my brain. <clears throat> okay, yes. Um, so you're supposed to have 10 months. Every candidate had to take an oath that he had been in 10 months of training before he can even be considered to be in the race, right? And that um, he had been living on a strict on a strict self-denying diet, refraining from wine and pleasant food and enduring cold and heat. So basically, if you if you don't have demonstrated, you know how like um if you want to do your master's abroad, they will tell you that you must have this so and so, so, so hours of learning, so and so hours of practice, blah, blah, blah. Basically, that's how it was in the current church, um, in, with the Corinthians rather, that you must, you must have this and that and this and that before you're even considered to run. And one of the things that, one of the slogans that they used to say then was like, um, okay, but the fact that we're in the, the fact that we're in the race does not mean that we're going to win the race. So what's the use? And I think you know they used to what they used to use to um um motivate them was like um I'm getting if you on the details. What they used to motivate them was like um you know what if you are the winner? Run like you would win. Run like you want to win. You have already gone through this rigorous process for ten months. You have been training. There has been winter. There has been um summer. There has been spring. Everything. I don't know how many of you are like me, but once summer was over, so was my gym membership. <laughs> because who was working out in the cold when it's snowing? Sorry. All my, all my prayer works. I don't do anything. God forgive me. I still pray in my house, but once summer is over, that's the end of any physical activity for me. I'm so sorry. I cannot. Even that summer heat safe, I still used to try my best, but once it's over, my dear, that's the end. Till next year, um, June or May, I guess. But imagine, but but these people, they had no excuse. Like, oh, it's cold. They still, they still kept on with the rigorous process because they knew that they had to win this. And you know, I was reading it, and I think they are, they are, they are. Our, um, the, the, the medal they got was like a dandelion. It was like a, I think it was even leaf or something. And I guess that's why um, Paul was like that. It's why you're running for things that are corruptible, like that they won't last. Run for something that will last everlasting, right? Because it's like, oh, is it leaf that is globally told you? It's because of leaf that people are running like that, you know. But he's saying that in the Christian race, it's never in vain. All those tireless nights. <laughs> Sorry, Demis, and I can't imagine. All those tireless nights of prayer, all those tireless nights of fasting, all those tireless nights of, you know, of, do, of, of setting yourself apart. Do you think the reason why some of us don't go to parties is because we don't like party? Who, who don't like party? Tell me. Eh? Do you think the reason why we, some of us don't eat anywhere and everywhere is because... Ah, we just don't like food. Food is not really good. But when you know what you carry and when you know where you are going to, you understand. You know me, are you? But no louder. 
you understand that there are certain things that you can't eat. There are certain things that you can't do. There are certain places that you can't be. And there are certain practices that you need to develop. Regardless. Because you know where you are going, right? So, um, let's not digress from pursuits, right? Um, now that we're not talking about discipline, the reason why we need discipline in our pursuits is because God's face is obscured when our flesh is exalted. God's face is obscured when our flesh is exalted. So you won't see by the spirit if the flesh overpowers the spirit. You wouldn't see. You wouldn't see. Sometimes I, I say I want to sit down and pray. Next thing I'll do. <laughs> I thought of something that somebody said. A joke that they cracked. And I was praying. I forgot I was praying. I, I thought about it. And then I was like, eh, I'm praying. No. Why am I laughing about a joke that me and someone cracked like three days ago? And then I realized that my, 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 my spirit is not, is not is not as active as it should be because I have loaded it with a lot of jobs. So I now have to pay the price by winning myself. Me and Instagram, I did Instagram like five to six, let's say six to eight times a month. I'll just sit down there and be laugh as I have laughed too much on Instagram today. I can't keep doing this to my life. I'll do it again. I remember that I need something from there again. I'll install it again. But my point in this is like for you to, um, for you to, for you to see God, for you to see God, right? I don't want to teach us a legalistic way, but the flesh really, really pumps obscurity to our seeing God. It really pumps obscurity to our seeing God. If your flesh is exalted, if your flesh is exalted, then your spirit will be constrained. But if your spirit is exalted, then your flesh will be constrained. So that's why we build on disciplines as believers. We read the Bible. We pray. We listen to sermons. We listen to worship, whatever and whatever. Because we know that we must build up our spirits. So that when we see God's face, we don't have to struggle so hard. I saw, I saw on Instagram, um, like this guy. This girl runs 800 meters professionally, right? And I think her boyfriend's friend, or maybe her brother's friend, or one of one of them was like, um, he was like that a girl can never beat him in a race. And he challenged that to a race. And this is someone that does not run at all. At 200 meter race, Uncle was already out of breath. And this girl was just warming up. She said she'd not even run fast. Like she just kept his pace so that she could keep his ego. At the end of the day, who do you think will win? Someone that has constantly been wrong. Whether she's a girl or she's not a girl. Whether someone was in a Muslim home or she was not a Muslim home. Whether someone just became a Christian or did not just become a Christian. Anybody that pays the price, anyone that learns to pay the price in their disciplines, they, 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 they would learn to soar in the spirits. It's the rule of life. And that's why God is so amazing and he has no favorites. He will not say, because your daddy was a pastor, your great-grandfather was a pastor, everybody in your family was a pastor. 
you um, um, um when when someone that is from a pagan family when someone should pray will say no because your own parents were pagans i will not really answer your answer first because it's not like that if you seek me what you will find me there, there there is no classification if you seek me you will find me if you seek me with all your heart you will find me that's god and you know one of the analogies that god gave me is he gave me um different I saw a field, right? And in the field, you know how like um, tracks are labeled one, two, three, four, five, six. We had different runners in the field, different runners. And the, um, the, is it umpire? I don't know what they call them. The guy that blows the Rishusha said, anything that you need, right? To, um win the race one item bring right anything that you think you need to win the race bring and you know one person brought heels when i say heels i mean high heels how do you bring high heels to win a race as a man it's not even a woman that you know wears it constantly it is not it's not a pro it's not a proven instrument and that's why david was telling um king saul he told him don't give me any ammo i'm not used to it it's not a proven weapon i cannot run with it so you know on the day of um um um, um on the day of trouble is not the day for you to now start saying ah, let me try my fast learner they will they will cut off your head because it's not proven it's not when trouble comes that you want to now start learning how to pray, how to fast. I will not eat for five days. Let's see what we will do. No, you will learn from the beginning. So automatically, the person that brought heels for this fight, uh, before this race, I, I don't need a soothsayer to tell me this guy did not win. Second person brought a skating board on a field. That's not a skating ramp. Maybe if it was like on the ice or whatever, the ramp that they used to, used to skate, maybe he had an advantage. But on the field, no. No. He has no advantage because that, that is not what that was made for. So it's one thing to have tools. It's another thing to have the right tools. Right? And um, the third person, with a treadmill and when you see him running or see her running you see her. <gasps> if they don't show you the down you'll be like this person is going to what win the race but when you see the down and you see that this person is running on a treadmill no matter the strength no, even if it's the same boat that is Davis, me and the same boat that are running, and they, and he stays on the treadmill, I will beat him and he will cry. It'll be like the story of the tortoise and the air. <laughs> I won't go sleep at this thing. He still has not reached there. He's sorry to his world record, whoever is the winner now. But my point is, so many of us have mastered how to run, like that guy on the treadmill. When people are looking at you, you look like you are doing so much. You look like you are the most fervent. 
You look like you are the one that seeks God the most. You look like you are the one with the greatest pursuit, but you are going nowhere. You are going nowhere. Why are you going nowhere? Because you are still with the wrong tools. Oh, I pray every day. I do this thing every day. I serve God. I cook for my pastor. I do this. I do this. I do that. And, you know, a way to explain this, right? If you read um, um, the first Corinthians 9 that we read, Paul says something. He said that he, 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 put a, he doesn't beat like someone that is, you know, boxing air, that he puts a blow to his body to refrain his body. So many of us have learned how to box our body, but indulge our lusts. So, you see a girl, she will not wear makeup, right? Her hair is natural. Her skirt is reaching the floor. But with the wickedness inside of her heart, she should just go and wear makeup. In fact, she should just be wearing cropped up and mini skirt for all you care. Because she's so wicked. So many of us have mastered how to look Christian outwardly that our inward parts are so neglected. Just like the person on the treadmill. So when people see you, why is is not working for Sister Shei? Sister Shei is always the first to come to church. Sister Shei does not go to club. But look into Mm. Sister Shei's heart. Look at what she does at home. Sister Shei is... I hope there's no Sister Shei here. I'm uh, Mm. sorry, oh. Let me check. I don't see any sister Shay. Okay, okay. If your middle name is Shay, you still know you. Okay, thank you. But um, you, she indulges lusts. The thoughts of her heart. She has not brought them over to God. She has, and and that was the problem with the um 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 with the Corinthian church. Pastor has taught us this thing. Um um. Oh God, why am I forgetting all my words today? It starts from A. When you deny your flesh, I want to say aesthetics, but it's not aesthetics. <laughs> you should remember, Pastor taught us the three, the three things that he taught us now: section, sectarianism. Uh, is it is asceticism now, right? Ah, oh, you are bad students. God, asceticism. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Thank you. And I say aesthetics. Anyway, asceticism. Yes. That's 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 what the Corinthians were all about, right? Where they like um they knew how to look holy, but they neglected their inside, right? So don't don't be that person. I don't sleep around but I masturbate, right? I don't I, I don't talk to girls, but I deal with lust, I still watch pornography. You know, I don't, I, I don't, I don't keep malice, but I hate people secretly. I'm envious of my brothers and my sisters when they succeed. I'm overly competitive, right? I, 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 when someone wants, when someone has something, I want it. We have learned to put on, we have learned to put on a cloak that makes it look like God is so wicked. He's not rewarding Sister Shea, but because you open Sister Shea's heart, you will understand why. Because Sister Shea has learned to leave the path. Oh, glory, hallelujah. First to fall. But inside, when nobody is there, we Sister Shea. Many of us have learned how to pray in people's presence. Ah, loudest. Hey, kato. Reketo. Zaika. Eba. Iga. Iga. Oh, the world. Hey, say, say, day. By yourself. Does God hear your voice? 
think about these things. What are we doing? What exactly are you doing? What exactly are you doing? And, you know, that's why Jesus got fed up with the Pharisees. He said, he said don't be like them. They, they pray out loud. So that people say, ah, this guy can pray. But you have no relationship with God. What are you doing? Who are you fooling? Who are you fooling? Get serious. Get serious with your life. Get serious with your life. Don't, don't, if you know you cannot go all the way, then don't go at all. Do you know how crazy it is for you to have tasted the life and then now be disqualified? Is it more better that you just, you, you just stayed outside the club and said, you know what, I'm never entering, I don't want to enter. That for you to enter and not go all the way. And then on the final day, you now be like, I wish, I wish I had prayed more. Oh, wow. So my life was, I was supposed to be a great evangelist. Yes, you were, but were you? No, you were not. Why not? Because you did not pay the price. When pastor was like, the theme of, you know, stretch this year. And he told me last year was pursuit. I was like, hmm, interesting. Interesting. And that brings us to our third point. Our third point is, Jesus Christ, I've spoken for an hour. Okay, I'm almost done, guys. You guys know me, Sunday school teacher. We talk too much. Our third point is, God is a person with a personality. And we must act like we know this. Pastor said this today. We we'll talked about this today in Fresh Dew. God is a person with a personality. And we must act like we know this. See, God is spirit, right? God is spirit. We all know that. Like, there's no, um, um, I mean, there's no, no sugar coating it. God is spirit. And he related to us spirit to flesh. We did not get it. He put on flesh and he came to earth. And he began to relate with us flesh to flesh so that we can get it. When his time was up and his work was done, he did not say, I'll finish teaching you. You'll get it now. Just read your Bible. He says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will give you the spirit of truth. And he will remind you of everything that I have said. So he said, my spirit, stay with them. Stay in them. Teach them everything that I have said. Me, oh, I'm going with my flesh to heaven, but I have a representative. Show me a more relational being than that. He desires fellowship with us. That he, 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 he counted it nothing. Equality with God. He counted it nothing. He picked up the lowly flesh of man. God. Picked up the lowly flesh of man so that it can have a relationship with you and I. And that teaches us something. God wants to know you and God wants you to know him. Not know about him. Not know him through the eyes of your parents. But know him as your God. Pastor taught us yesterday. But, um, David said, God, you are my God. You are not, um, um, what was his father's name again? You are not Jesse's God. You are my God. You're not Moses' God. You are my God. You are my God. He led to know God personally because he understood that this guy wants a relationship with me. 
this guy doesn't just want me to just be like, uh, Lord, I thank you for today, blah, blah, blah. Some of us, we use God like Samson, as if it's cocaine. Every time we need power, we'll now go and pray. Disperse the power. Boom. You won't see us again. Like Samson. You know how Samson was. God, give me strength one more time. Let me go with my enemy. Some of us use God as drugs. When we need something, we pick him up. When it is done, we put him back. And God is so faithful. God is so faithful. Just would you just play your three hour stretch prayer? Kapato, kata, paso, rakata. He's as a you will see vision, you will see everything. When you leave hands on people, they will fall down. Ah, I still got it. I still got it. After that, they again, you go back again to your old ways, fornication, lying, cheating, stealing, everything. You will be doing it. When it's time again, you say, Ah, I'm ministering next three weeks. Keep yourself holy until that time. Why are you fully? Grow up. You are doing yourself. In fact, you're not just doing yourself. You're letting Satan do you too. Grow up. You can't taste something so holy and still love the things of Satan. You can't taste something so holy and still love the things of Satan. Joseph said, how can I do this against my, against my own God? How? How can I do this and sin against my God? So he did not just know God more like um, 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 Ten Commandments knowing he knew God, he knew that it will grieve his spirits. It will grieve. See, uh, somebody did something to me yesterday, and that thing that the person did, or in fact, a group of people, not even report them to you, they all lied against me. And you know, when I heard the lies, I was so I was in the spirits, right? So, although I was hurt. I was like, God, forgive them. <laughs> For they don't know what they are doing. You know, and um, I prayed about it. You know, I also told God not to hold it against them because they don't know what they are doing. Because, you know, yesterday was a good day for me spiritually. But for some reason, <laughs> today, <laughs> while I was teaching the word, it just flashed. I, I said what I was teaching. While I was preparing for the word, it just flashed back to me. And I dropped my iPad. I started fighting people. I said, I will just do it like this. Oh, oh. People that were not there. And then another person will not come and say, Should be you said this, should be. And I'll say, Hey, hold me, oh, hold me. And I'll slap. Her. I was really like, if someone, I know God was just looking at me from everyone, like, should be the teacher. Wow. I legitimately, I was talking about pursuit. I was not saying, I will not tell her. God will judge you. Everything that you have done to me will be done to you and your family. I was really like, you know, you know when someone grieves your spirit, but you don't do anything to them, but you're not reenacting what could have been possible. That's basically what I was good. I had to say, I will not go inside. Everyone will not be saying, should we calm down? Should we calm down? Ah, I've never seen she'll be angry again. I will not get angry again. I really finished acting the drama. <laughs> I'm really just in the drama. I don't pick up my iPad. <laughs> uh -huh, the pursuit of God, Jerry. Always be saying, the pursuit where? <laughs> the pursuit where? Something is in your heart that you need to address. That thing that you, that prayer that you gave yesterday, yeah, it not really, it not really do anything. You need, to, you need to deal with that. You need to deal with that. So I'm just like, oh, I'm so sorry, Holy Spirit. I know 
I know that, you know, it's normal for me to be annoyed if, like, I feel like I've been in injustice. But I also understand that these are the things that Jesus went through, and yet he had no reaction. Not that he wasn't hurt, but he did not react in the flesh. He even prayed for them that hurt him, you know? So I had to start preaching to myself so that those people can continue to tell me what to write concerning this sermon. When I finished preaching to myself, I said, if you are good now, yes, we continue this sermon on the posture of pursuit. And why am I saying this? The Holy Spirit is sensitive. The Holy Spirit does not like sin. It is legit to call the Holy Spirit for a reason. And we need to be more relational with him. If you know the Holy Spirit does not like the way you talk, Sometimes you will not help it. You will say it with your full chest. But learn to apologize. Learn to apologize. Learn to ask for help. Oh, Lord, I struggle with my words. I struggle with my thoughts. I struggle with lust. We all have struggles. Some, some people just think one sin is greater than the other. As far as I'm concerned, they're all the same thing. I struggle with this. Help me. Help me. And... um. I think we're just going to close here for today. And the last point is God first pursued us and he's not calling us to do what he has not first done. Throughout scriptures, we have examples loaded of when God ran to us when God ran to us. In fact, let's read Genesis 3, verse 8. Genesis 3, verse 8. Um, Genesis 3, verse 8. He said, Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Look at this. But, but the Lord God called to the man, where are you? So man sinned, man hurt God, man had God coming, man hid from God. But see, see, see verse 9, the Bible says, but God, but God. But the Lord God called out and said, where are you? Hiya. He pursued them even when they were. In fact, that was the greatest rebellion in the Bible because that was the first sin. That was God's first heartbreak in the Bible. The, the, the pain of, of, of Lucifer's error did not hurt God too much like that. But you see, Adam and Eve, it was serious. That when they even heard him coming, they ran and they hid because they like, this guy is going to kill us. But he said, where are you? And that shows us who our God is. He is not calling you to do what he would not do. He was with 100 sheep. One left. He could have said, I have 99. But he said, I am going to look for that one. And when he looks for it, he delivers it from the mouth of the bears. He delivers it from the mouth of the predators. He brings it back to the fold. He lets 99 for one. He lets all the coins for one lost coin. The son said, I'm not doing it again. Give me my inheritance. The father still stood and waited. When he came back, the father hugged him. The father kissed him. He said, my son was 
dead, but now he's alive. My son was lost, but now he is found. Let's throw him a party, put him on robes. That's who God is. The God of pursuits. He would not stop. And every time you sing, no shadow, it will light up. Mountain, it will climb up, running after me. It's not a joke. There's no wall, it won't kick down. Lie, it won't tear down, running after me. Kaya, the love of God, it will chase you down. It will chase you down. He is not calling you to pursue when he has not pursued. He's giving his son to you was his first step. And ever since, he has not stopped. He has not stopped being good. And I know that this is a mixed crowd. I know that many of us are in different areas of our lives. I don't even know how many of us that are still saved or are not even saved at all. And if you are part of you that are not saved, this is, this is me teaching you the gospel. This is me teaching you the gospel that all your life, you have hidden from God because of your sin. You have found yourself unworthy. But God has come to set you out. He has come to set you out. Genesis 3 verse 21. He says that, you know, they did not have clothes. He, he, he killed an animal and he clothed them. That is a type and shadow of what Jesus did. The animal that, that he killed is a type and shadow of his son dying for our sins. The animal did nothing. The animal did nothing, but he saw that his children need covering. So what did he do? He killed the animal and he quoted his children. He sent Jesus, but he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever shall believe shall have what? Everlasting life. We didn't come for it. Adam and Eve ran away. They ran away. They didn't ask for mercy. They didn't ask for grace. They didn't ask for protection. They did not even beg anything. All they did was blame. It was ah, No, it was him. No, it was it. That's what they did. But yet, his love still chased them down. He still chased us down. So now, when I could have been born with a sentence to death, I am no longer sentenced to death because Jesus took my sentence. He, be, he, he that was, he that did not have sin became sin for my sake. Hayala bakatai. He became my Jesus. He became my Savior. He died my death so that I would die no more. Harakataya. He shows us what it means to pause. Nobody has game like my God. Nobody, nobody has game like my God. He, he, did not just, he did not just demand to be pursued. He showed us what pursuit is. And that's who our God is. And that's why we can boast in our Father. Because he will not call us to do what he cannot do. He will not call us to do what he would not do. He is God. He is God. He answers to no man. And yet he fails no one. Yet he sins. If God lies today, who is going to push him to a fire? But he still chooses not to do it because he is God and he knows what justice truly is. And now we're just going to close with our theme verse. We're going to close with our theme verse. Um, um, Psalms, I think it's 63. Yeah, Psalm 63, verse 3 to 4. David said, Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you. As in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Because your steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise you. 
So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name, I will lift up my hands. Can we just bow our heads in prayer and tell God that he is worth fighting for? That he is worth chasing? That he is worth chasing? That he is worth the hype? Lord, I have I have been living like the man that was running on a treadmill. I've been on one spot. I have perfected how to be religious, how to look religious. I've perfected how to look like I'm chasing you, but I'm not really doing what you want me to do. That was not your instruction. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. If you are part of you that are just hearing the gospel and just receiving the gospel and receiving the love of God, tell him thank you because you chased me down. Thank you because I am worth it. Thank you because you have made me know that I am worth it. Nashatala Bakai. Pastor taught us yesterday, Romans 8, chapter 1. Now, therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We are no longer like Adam and Eve that will run and we hide when we hear the voice of God because we know that our God is not a wicked father. We know that he is father. When he calls out to us in darkness, he's not calling to destroy us. He's not calling to, to, to bring us into shadows. He's not calling to condemn us. He is calling to bring us back to him. So when the, 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 the shepherd of the lost sheep is calling, oh, Barry, 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 the sheep is not running. Hey, daddy will kill me today, daddy will kill me. The sheep will say, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, because he knows who the shepherd is. He is the good shepherd. Our father is the good shepherd. And he is what seeking. And he is what seeking. So we seek his face. Oh, brakatele vregezoti agabandirikaba. Herwazukoposhalebrehira you alone make my spirit clean. You alone are my heart's desire and I long to worship you. You alone are my strength, my shield. To you alone make my spirit clean. You alone are my heart, desire, and I long to worship you. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire in the darkest night. You are closed like no other. I know you as a father, I've known you as a friend, and I have lived in the goodness of God. And all my life you have been faithful, and all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, oh, I will sing 
of the goodness of God. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Oh, we will sing of the goodness of God. And all our lives you have been faithful. And all our lives you have been so, so good. With every breath that we are able, oh, we will sing of the goodness of God. Oh, Shataya Gadipa Libra, in the lava, and we couldn't earn it, and we don't deserve it. Still you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, and we couldn't earn it, and we don't deserve it. Still you gave yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, shatayaga bayala bashi. Oh, yayala kayala mashantele mayakalara iabasantele mayatayande. Oh, we don't deserve it. Yarara bandele mashantai kadosha. But you've called us worthy. Hayala bashantara masotaika dande. Oratele makaiga bashantele mungyantala mandi adana osha. There's no more condemnation. Yala balia kare kere de uzalia manunde rende rende acha. Ela kariaga balia gabandere kalima nazinte. Ora kaliaga bele gaziaga dianda yandere kai. Ele manosa libra dosha. Rika be erato ayakaliaga ziane ena kalebreke no naria bashande erakaliaga benda lianga bosi mosa ela brondi yanda kalianoshi adira basande eradalia zara yada rendere mosa erataya galaga shanda rabasha oh too much too much it's too much to excess love. Your love for us is too much. It's too much. It's too much to excess love. Jesus, you love us too much. Too much. Too much to excess love. Who are we that you're mindful of? Who are we that you care for us? Your love for us is too much. It's too much. It's too much. Excess love. Jesus, you love us too much. It's too much. Excess love. Hey, Barabashante, let me just bask in this love. Oh, what manner of love is this? 
Oh, what manner of love is this? Ekataya, ebele beshanta la bashanta. Oh, makara bazale belele beshete. Oh, raga bashaga basele kaiga bale kaiyano so. Oh, we will sing of the goodness of God. I just hear God singing over us, as many of us that are heavily laden today, that we have burdens in our heart that we we. We have been trying so hard with our own strength. I hear him lifting our burdens now. You have felt like you've been in the same spot for years. You've been in the same spot for, for weeks, for months. He said he's pouring out his love. Oh, we return to the place of our first love where we would seek him, where we would seek him not for his hands but for his face, where we would seek him with all our hearts, where we had nothing but we just wanted him, we just wanted him. We return to that place where we have strength again. We are strength again to return to the secret place. Huh? Oh, and receive enablement to love God again. Receive enablement to be lighthearted, to be lighthearted in his presence again. Receive enablement. Receive enablement by his spirit. Receive enablement by his spirits like children. We say, here we are, daddy. Yeah, we are in your arms. Lift us up. Carry us because the burden is too much. So we learn to rest on you. We cling to you. We cling to you like a child clings to the mother's breast. We cling to you because we know we would only get life from you because you are our source. We have tried by our own strength. We have tried with our own wisdom and we have failed. We have come to the end of ourselves, Lord. So we say, Lord, take over. Lord, take over. We want to be babies in your presence again we want to be babies ah shaya kapalya ye ketele bosha hera sota le brande kayande heya sota le brande le brande le bosha om brande le bosha tere vaya i just see somebody who has you have had a tough year already it's not even january is not yet over you have had a tough year and I just see you. I see you have tried. Like between you and I, I see you have tried. But nothing is clicking. God says to tell you to just, just dance. Just dance. Sometimes it's not even how loud you are in prayer. Sometimes your tears are prayer. Sometimes you just, just swing. Just swing. Oh, and just let the Lord, yeah, I love you. 
I love you, Jesus. I love you. I love you. I love you. You are my daddy. You are my daddy. I love you. You carry me on the wings of your spirit and you spin me wherever you want to go. I know that it has been hard. I know marriage has been hard. I know school has been hard. I know raising children has been hard. I know being, being, being in a relationship has been hard. I know moving to a new nation has been hard. I know it has been hard, but this is the presence of God. I can be real with you, Jesus. I can be real. So let us just let our bodies melt in his presence. Let our bodies melt in his presence. This Satan has, has used our eye to see plenty things in this life. But now we're in the presence of God so we can sway. Ah, Sing a new song. Hey, so I will sing the song, the song of angels. Hey, hallelujah, hallelujah. So I will sing the song, the song of angels. Hey, when they say there's no provision, so we will sing the song, the song of angels. When they say there's no more space for you, we still sing the song, the song of we say hallelujah we say hosanna when they say that there is no way for you when they say that this is the end of things for you when they say that if we leave you it is over when people are using you to play we sing we sing we sing we hail you higher we worship you we hail you most high we hail we worship you. We hail you, most high. We will sing. We will not cry. We will not cry. We sing. We rejoice. When they say, they say insufficient funds, we sing again. We hail you. We worship you. We hail you, most high. Glory, hallelujah. Let's close because if you leave me yet, you will not go to church tomorrow. Oh Lord, we just bless you. We bless you because the joy of the Lord is our strength and we are motivated. We are ready to take on our weeks in this time of pursuit. We are renewed. Even though outwardly we might be wasting, the Bible says inwardly we are being renewed. We are being renewed from glory to glory. We shine on. We press on. We move. We move in the name of Jesus. If there's a mountain in front of us, I say we will not move. What does the Bible say? Cast it, cast it into the ocean. So all the mountains that stand as impediments blocking us from our advancement, we carry it, we move it away, and we advance. In the name of Jesus, we advance. By his spirit, we advance. In his wisdom, we advance. By his word, we advance. Until the kingdom of this world becomes the kingdom of our God, we will not stop. We keep infiltrating nations. We keep taking over cities. For the name of Jesus, the gospel is held in all nations. On account of us.
us, on account of us, we would not stop. We keep moving by the power in the name of Jesus. And nothing would derail us. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. All right, guys. Thank you, everyone joining in tonight it was an amazing time i hope you had an amazing time because i sure did i feel like my neighbors are like you're making noise sorry 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 i want you to get tomorrow um yeah announcement pastor we don't have fresh tea this night right because today is sunday oh okay okay i'll just let pastor take over thank you everyone bye everyone declare that, Lord, you would be God to us even as we are your people. The Lord, you will be cover over your daughter. You will help her in the name of Jesus. We declare that she will not fail nor falter. You will enable and strengthen her by your spirit. That the words that she has spoken tonight will not be used against her in the day of judgment. We pray, Lord, that you will refine her tongue. You will sharpen her words. You will make them straight. Piercing, piercing even to the depths of where it should go, even as you have intended. We give you praise, Lamb of God. Blessed be the name of our God who makes all things well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Um, I hope we had a great time. Um, had an amazing time just hearing the word of God like that, in that fashion. You know, God is good to us. God is kind to us. Thank you, Shubs. God bless you. Um, there will be no fresh deal on Sunday mornings through stretch because, um, you know, everybody will be going to church and all that mix. It can get really, Saturday evenings are very demanding for some of us. But myself and um, um, Timson will catch up after this and then decide what we want to do. We want to at least have an upload Apart from the general session every day that you can always fall back to. Um, Temisan, I also want you to please reach out to Pastor Yemi. Sometime in the course of the stretch, I would want him to record a worship medley that we can upload, you know, to help people to worship, to pray. Pastor Shion, do you agree with me? Okay, so um, Temisan, between you and Pastor Yemi, before the end of the week, we're about to enter. Let's get something uploaded at a time of worship. 30 minutes is fine. If you want to go one hour, we full ground, you know now. So, um, yeah, 
other announcements, the sessions will continue as described. There will be a charge tomorrow night and a time of prayer, or tomorrow evening rather, and a time of prayer. And it only gets better as we go on. And I really love to see you there. Um, there are a couple of people who were not here yesterday. Do well to go back to listen to the first session and the fresh deal from this morning. Um, I started to do like an exposition on the book, The Pursuit of God. If you have not started reading it, please do well to read it or to begin reading it. You know, I believe Yano has started to sending the outline for the day as well, so it can guide as well as the questions there. So you can answer those questions on the group or ask questions if you don't understand anything. Don't just keep quiet or think that, oh, the words there are too high. That's why you don't understand it. No. There's always an answer. So please reach out, send a message. Someone will always be there to respond to whatever questions that you might have. And may it interest you to know also that if you want to pray, for example, when I get off this call right now, I just I just want to pray. You know, I don't want people to start frowning. If not that, I've kept us here till 10 and we'll just pray in the spirit. But I will just leave you to go. This is part of the pursuit. It's very, very individual. You know, Pastor Shane is already looking at me that this guy, don't try it. You know, he knows me. He might even be the one I will call and we'll pray together. He has implicated himself, you know. So um, you can gather in groups like that outside of the general meetings to pray together, to um, to just strengthen one another. It doesn't have to be anything serious. Don't only wait for the sessions. You can create your own fire. You can create your own atmosphere. So I beg you by the mercies of God to maximize this season, maximize this time. It only gets better from here. Um, and look forward to every morning's fresh deal we'll be sharing on the pursuit of God. And even if we're not able to finish it before the end of stretch, I will try to commit to finishing the book with us. But we also have to show that we're committed to it. And the way you will show that is that I'm seeing questions being asked on the group and the questions being asked from the outline being answered as well. That way I know that we're following the book, we're enjoying it, and then we can commit to you know, the sacrifice of doing more with it. It is not easy for a lot of people. The time difference, the confusion with the time. Thank God for it to know who shared a, um, a, a breakdown for those outside of the WAT or GMT time zone to be able to know when different things are happening. So please do well to follow this train and let's do this pursuit together. I love you so dearly and it is my desire to see us become the best of the best of the best of what God has in store for us. You know, and um, the Lord will keep you. I'm really curious to know if Debs is Deva or somebody else. Because I haven't seen Deva in a long time. But Deva was ranting on Instagram yesterday. How that people have been ruining her name. So I'm not sure if she's the one. But I doubt it. But I love you all dearly. I don't know who's on Mixler. But you guys know I love you. I'm praying for you. And um, I trust God for the rest of the stretch. My advice. There are about 18 minutes till the next hour on the clock. Pray. Don't just get off this call and go and start laughing. I'm not saying it's not good to laugh, but please maximize the things you have heard. You know, drive them in in the place of prayer. If you take a screw and you just put it at the tip of a metal or a piece of wood, it doesn't go in until you bring another element and drive it in. That's what prayer does when we hear the word. You know, you must drive the word in, lock it in. All right. So have a great evening. Have a great night. And um, enjoy yourself in church service tomorrow and um, see you again tomorrow evening. God bless you all.
Good night. God bless you. Pastor Sheon, you know what to do. All right. Bye, everyone. Oh, wow, Pastor Minko. Is someone saying something? I can't hear. I said Minko. Did you say something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, can you say that again, please? 